This is a podcast from Real Life Sango in Clarksville, Tennessee. Thank you for being a part of our online community. We would love for you to join us at 8.30 or 10 a.m. on Sunday morning at the City Forum. In the meantime, if you would like to share a prayer request, make a financial contribution, or take a step at Real Life, you can text MISSION to 97000. Now enjoy the podcast. Bonus episode podcast. JV. Fred. Um, there's no story as to why I call you JV. Junior varsity. I think you just say it because I'm a junior varsity. I kind of like the fact that your initials are junior varsity. Some people still call me JV at church still. Thanks. I love it. That's great. Has anybody started calling you Fred yet? Uh, yes, Justin Kleinert has. Praise goodness. But Justin. we've never told the story. Can't as wait. to why. I can't wait to hear the story as again. As to why you call me Fred. You say it so much better than anybody. I told the story yesterday. I'm going to tell it right now. And this story is like, it's too grandiose to share in a sermon. I think that you're past the statute of limitations, so I think you're safe to go ahead. As your counsel, I think you can go ahead and say it. No, but I'm saying I can't tell it in a sermon because it'll just blow the whole sermon up. You know, it's like the sermon's done. So here's why JV calls me Fred. We moved to New York City. We're living in New York City, and this family from Clarksville is going to move up and join the work in New York City, and he has a Vino scooter. And he finds out that he can't park his Vino scooter where he's going to live. So he pings me and asks, would you like the scooter? Would you like for us to bring it with us and would you use it? Well, I've never really driven a motorcycle in my life. And to say that this is a motorcycle is a little bit of a stretch, but you do have to have a motorcycle license to drive the scooter. But it's like a generic Vespa. It's a Vino. It's a Yamaha. So he brings it up and I, you know, start getting on it. I'm like, you know, oh my goodness, trying to like, you know, where are the training wheels on this thing, you know, and uh, pretty scary, but I've got to go out to Brooklyn and get a motorcycle license to drive this thing. So I drive the motorcycle, I drive the scooter out to Brooklyn without a license to get the license, right? This is how it goes. Well, in, in New York City, scooter parking is horrendous, right? So our church office was in city center Manhattan, 27th and Broadway, and there's no, it's all commercial parking. Um, so you've got to get you've got to get clever about how you park the scooter. And I found this website on like New York City scooter website on how they park scooters, right? And so they cover it with a big cover. And so typically, if your scooter's covered and illegally parked, uh, the cops aren't going to take the cover off and write you a ticket. And then you also remove the license plate and put it in the seat of the scooter. So you can Velcro it on the back of the scooter, or you, they've got a sliding little metal thing that it slides in and out of, right? Okay, so. A lot of research to break the law. Well, go ahead, Fred. Well, you know, all it would take is like one foot on every block. Just just one little white line, one little foot, motorcycle parking, right? Anyways, so I come out of the office one day. I, You know, I, I end up becoming a, a, a pro at driving this scooter. You know, the, the folks that gave it to us, they gave us a, a, a yellow, I mean, a, a, a pink helmet and a white helmet. And the pink helmet is the only one that fit my head. <laughs> So I'd be driving around on my scooter on Gay Pride Parade Day and everybody's like fist pumping me and, you know, going, yeah. And I'm like, no, you know. And uh, so I'm driving around on this, you know, pink helmet, you know, silver Yamaha scooter. Well, I come out of the office one day and it's gone. And I'm like, where's my scooter? And I think somebody's playing a trick on me, right? Well, I look two blocks down and there's a, a wrecker. So I sprint down and I catch the wrecker and I'm like, hey, did you guys just pick up a, a silver Yamaha? And he's like, I don't know. Let me call the tow yard. So he calls the tow yard and then he passes me the phone and, and, uh, then I'm like, hey, did you guys just pick up a silver Yamaha? And, you know, so he's yelling back, you know, yeah, yeah, I think we did. What's the license plate number? And I'm like, well, you're not going to be able to identify with the license plate because the license plate's in the seat. And uh, um, let, me, let me just push the pause. Let's push the pause. So, so before all this happened, 
I start uh, like homeless guys start uh, stealing the cover, like to stay warm. So they're stealing the 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 scooter cover, and then they're trying to meet their quota at the end of the month, the tickets, and they start writing me tickets on the VIN number. The license plate's in the seat. They can't write me a ticket on the license plate. That's that's why you do that. Uh, so they write, start writing me a ticket on the VIN number. So I ask another scooter driver. I'm like, man, I'm getting tickets on the VIN number. What and he had a great idea. What what did he tell you to do, yeah. Fred? Oh, let's hear this. <laughs> what was this great idea, he Fred? Just, he just said, well, I just scratched the VIN number off. Oh, there you go. That's a great idea. Well, I thought it was a great idea. I was like, oh, yeah, why didn't I think of that? You know, so I scratched the VIN number off, right? So For those that might not know, that may not be the best legal thing to do. No, no, it, it, it's it was it's illegal to do that, there and I did go. not know that, and I should have known that, but I, it did not dawn on me. Ignorance so, is bliss. So fast forward to now, I've chased the record down, and I'm on the phone with the tow yard, and they're asking me what the license plate number is, and I'm like, well, the license plate's in the seat. They say, well, well do you have the VIN number? Well, I, I scratched the VIN <laughs> number off, so you're not going to be able to identify it, you know. So, you know, so if you find a license plate list. VIN numberless silver Yamaha Vino. It's mine, right? You know? And they're like, well, we're going to have to set up a, you know, we're going to have to wait for the detective to come by to set up an investigation because you scratched the VIN number off. And I'm like, oh my goodness, you know? And I'm like, okay, when's the detective coming by? Well, we don't know. I said, well, no, is he, is he coming by tomorrow, next week? Like, when's he coming by? Well, we, we, whenever, he, whenever he comes by, we, we don't know. There's no set schedule. And I said, well, do you have a cell number? And they're like, uh, yeah. Daniel, have you ever heard this story? Okay, great. Uh, so JV's heard this story probably five times. And, um, and I have Fred. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, where was I? Where you, was you I? called the detective on his cell phone. Yeah. So they give me the detective cell phone. So I call him and I'm like, detective so-and-so, this is pastor Freddie T Y, you know, and, and I tell him the situation. He's like, all right, Fred, here we, here's what we got to do, Fred. All right, Fred, you ever had your prints run, Fred? Okay, Fred, it's going to take a little longer for you because you're not in the system, Fred, okay? When we get down to the precinct, Fred, we're going to have to put you in a holding cell, Fred. I said, a holding cell? It's just a room with a chair in it, Fred. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Fred, we just got to make sure you are who you say you are, and we'll go get your scooter, okay, Fred? Look, the, we get two of these a week, Fred. The judge writes them all off. You're going to be fine, Fred. You know, you, it's just no problem, Fred. You know what? So I said, can I, can I take my iPad? In the holding cell? Yeah, 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 Fred, just don't make a big deal about it, Fred, okay? Okay, look, the judge writes all of these off. We get two of these a week. You're going to be fine, Fred. You meet us down at the precinct. We'll go get your scooter, okay, Fred? Uh, so, Fred, we'll see you there this day, this time, okay? Thanks, Fred, okay. Well, I get off the phone, and I'm like, okay. Like, is this a, am I about to be punked here? Like, are they, like, going to, like, is this like just a ploy to throw the Southerner in the slam? You know, like, what's going the on southern here? southern preacher Yeah, that's right, slammer. that's right. So there's an FBI agent that goes to our church, and I call him, and I tell him everything I just told you. you know. And so he's laughing on the other end of the phone. I said, is this legit? And he said, well, it sounds legit. Just make sure somebody knows before you go down to the station that day. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's encouraging, you know. So I'm 45 minutes early, you know, this police precinct down in the middle of Chelsea, Manhattan. And, and they're 45 minutes late, so I'm just sitting in this police lobby, you know, for an hour and a half. Well, in comes these, just imagine like 1980s street clothes cops, right? They come over, and, and he says, are you Fred? And he leans over to me, and he says, all right, Fred, this is just a bunch of BS the city makes us do, so just go along with it, okay? If we're here longer than two hours, everybody gets Chinese. <laughs> like, true story. That's exactly what he says. And so I'm still thinking, is this a joke? Like, like, like is somebody going to jump out with a camera? Like, is it, you know, and I'm a little nervous, but I just don't even know what... So he's like, Fred, you got any cash on you, Fred? I'm like, I don't have any cash on me. And he's like, okay, Fred. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, all the holding cells are full, Fred, so we're going to have to cuff you to this pole in a minute. And uh, But but before we do that, Fred, uh, we got to walk up here. It's a formality, but I've got to cuff you. And I was like, but like behind my back? He's like, yeah, behind your back. 
So, so I stand up, he cuffs me behind my back. I walk up to this desk. I don't have any cash. So it's a formality. And it's like, okay, he uncuffs me, takes my belt off my shoes off. And then he walks me like from the lobby area over to the side area where there's, there's this inkless print machine and there's a holding cell and there's three guys in the holding cell. One of them doesn't have a shirt on and he's yelling, Hey, bring me my shirt. Hey, bring me my clothes, you know? And like right next to this English, English print machine. And then it's like, imagine like a handicap bar in the bathroom. Do you know what I'm talking uh -huh. about? Yeah. And there's that. a bench. Yeah. So I like, he sits me down on the bench and he's like, Fred, will you do me the honors? I cuff myself to this pole, you know? So then he goes back to the lobby and he starts filling out my paperwork. No, he actually goes back and laughs while he's filling well, out the maybe, paperwork. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, he's, so he's in the lobby, like, you know, 40 feet away and he's yelling questions to me across this precinct. Fred, what's your mother's maiden name, Fred? Okay, yeah, you know, Fred, you got any tattoos, Fred? No, okay, you know, and I'm like, he's filling out my paperwork that, you know, hey, bring me my clothes, you know? And I'm like, what's going on, right? So, so he gets my paperwork done and then he brings an orange soda and a root beer. And he's like, Fred, which one you want, Fred? I'm cuffed to this pole. You know, he's, I've got my iPad in my hand. I was now. about to say, where's your yeah, iPad? Yeah, I'm go. reading, I'm reading from my iPad and, uh, and I'm like, I, I, I don't, I don't care. He's like, no, Fred, you got to pick one. Okay. Orange soda. You know, so now I'm, I've got iPad on one hand, orange soda in another. And these three guys are watching me get the Royal treatment here. I'm, I'm on the bench drinking a soda, you know, they're in the holding cell without clothes. That's right. So he comes, he, un, he, he takes the cuff off, runs my prints, cuffs me back to the pole. He says, all right, Fred, I'll be back as soon as we know you are who you say you are. He comes back an hour and 15 minutes later. And he's like, all right, Fred, you are who you say you are. Let's go get your scooter. He's, he's uncuffing me from the pole. And, I'm, and I just asked, I said, if I'm ever asked, have I ever been arrested? What do I say? And he said, Fred, he just kind of pauses. He says, Fred, you'll never be asked. Have you ever been arrested? You'll only be asked. Have you ever been convicted of a felony? And the answer is no. So <laughs> translation, I just got arrested, you know. All right, so, so he un uncuffs me. I get my belt, my shoes. We go out into an unmarked car, and we're heading to the tow yard to get the scooter. And I'm like, guys, help me out here. Like, how do I park this scooter in the city? And they're like, Fred, you're a man of the cloth. Go talk to the mayor. He'll listen to you, you know. And I'm like, right, you know. Okay, so, so they're like, Fred, when you get home, Google, New York Post, Vespa, you know, Vespa, you know, Vespa, and uh, UN diplomat. And they said, two years ago, a UN diplomat pulls up to his hotel, and there's a scooter chained to a sign there. They said, they thought it was a bomb. They make a big ruckus about it, so the mayor starts cracking down, and the mayor appoints a task force. Fred, a, commi a committee. Fred, all right. Fred, you're looking at the task force right here. <laughs> it's like these two guys. So all they did, I mean, like these two guys and all they, they didn't even have their own precinct. They just went to whatever precinct was closest to wherever the action was happening with these scooters. And these two guys, all they did every day, all day was went and handled these scooter issues. What a great job. Oh my goodness. So, so, you know, so in we go to the tow yard. Here's the crazy thing. Here's the crazy thing. Had I gone over there by myself, I would have had to pay a towing fee and a holding fee to get the scooter back. But because I go with the detective, because I committed the crime of, excuse me, of scratching off the VIN number, I go in and I get the scooter back without, without paying a penny, you know? <laughs> so it's a great system we have, isn't it? So, so I get my scooter back and, you know, go on my merry way. Hey, yeah, the, the cops told me on the drive over, they're like, Fred, look, uh, you can apply for a new VIN number, but look, good luck ever getting that. There's a, there should be a cap on your scooter. You can pop the cap off. It'll expose a new VIN number. 
as long as the VIN number's exposed, you should be fine. You should be fine. So I did exactly what they, you know, popped it off, you know. Well, about a year later, I come out of the office and the scooter's gone again, you know. So it's like once every year, they, they go through the city and they just lift every illegally parked scooter, you know. And then off they go, you know, the, the task force, you know, doing their stuff. So I, so I know exactly what to do. I drive over to the tow yard. I tell them, you know, here's the scooter. Here's the VIN number. You know, here's, you know, here's the plate, whatever. And you know, the plate was in the seat because they couldn't find it like that. So, so, so I sit in the lobby of the tow yard for about an hour. And then I go back up to the glass. And I'm like, ma'am, I've been here an hour, you know. And she's like, which one are you waiting on? And she types it in. And, and she's like, well, it appears as though there's a hold because of the VIN number. <laughs> da, da, da. And I was like, no, the VIN number, I, like, it was exposed, you know. And. And they're like, well, we're waiting on Detective So-and-so to call us back. And I'm like, Can, would, you, would you call him and see if you could get him on the phone right now? And she's like, oh, okay. And so she calls him. And I said, can I talk to him? She passes the phone to me. And I was like. Pre-COVID days. Go ahead. That's right. That's, that's right. Detective So-and-so, this is Pastor Freddie T. You remember me? Oh, of course I remember <laughs> you, Fred. How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, hey, listen, I did exactly what you told me to do. I popped the VIN number off, you know, and uh, here I am at the tow yard. He's like, just pass the phone to her, Fred. We'll get your scooter. You know? So I passed the phone to the lady, and she's like, okay, let's go get your scooter. So there you go. Get the scooter, and, you know, you know, off it goes, you know. Well, there's something wonderful about when people call you Freddie T or Freddie T. Wise. <laughs> man, it gives me – this just has to go segue to your sermon series. There's just no more joy for me to call you Fred. So you can remember <laughs> that story. Well, so – So you so, call me JV. Do so your for varsity, all you of Fred. you podcast listeners, that's the story as to why JV calls me Fred. Hey, there Fred. That's it. Keep it real. Keep it Jesus. Thank you for listening. We trust that God is stirring something special in your heart today. We hope to see you on Sunday very soon. Keep it real. Keep it Jesus.